Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Sweet. Welcome back. Maximize your influence. Kurt Morton's here. This is podcast 373. Have you ever wondered about symbols and images? The things around you that cause you to do things that you didn't think you would do? Persuaded to react in compliance with someone else's wishes? You're not even sure why you're doing it. We'll be talking about that today in today's podcast. Those subconscious triggers that cause us to feel and do things Sometimes we're not even sure why, so you can use this to help or hurt your persuasive abilities. Appreciate all the email. If you use your email on the show, you get free access to InfluenceUniversity.com. Do love the insights and things that you have to say. If you want to reach the archives or check out your free Persuasion IQ assessment or the new book, the new edition of Maximize Your Influence, of course, go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Everything you want is right there. Let's dive into it. Let's talk about it. I did a keynote address this week, not going to name names, but a very large chocolate company. Thought about getting paid in chocolate, but of course that might not be the best, healthiest thing, but that went really well. Hopefully you're achieving your goals, getting more persuasion tools in your toolbox. Let's jump into the geeky, scholarly article. Now, this study looked at 40 previous studies, and it's over 65,000 entrepreneurs. Now, we all know, we've all heard that your emotional intelligence is more important for long-term success than your IQ. This comes from the Strategic Entrepreneurship Journal, Indiana University's Kelly School of Business in Regan Stevenson's. Now, they're looking at running a small business. It's challenging. If you haven't done it, it's a whole new world. All the weight comes on you. Your success is your failures. Of course, with COVID making it a little bit harder, maybe a lot bit harder to run a business, they decided to go out and look at these studies and create new studies on emotional intelligence. And then let me define it. Basically, your emotional intelligence is your ability to understand, use, and manage emotions to relieve stress, to use in business, to read people, to motivate yourself, to understand even your own emotions. And they found that entrepreneurs benefit much more from this EQ, these emotional competences, than IQ. Then they went to take a look at the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics and found out about a fifth of all new businesses fail within their first two years, and nearly half are shuttered within five years. And I've seen studies much higher than that. So more than a million U.S. companies with employees were shut down in 2020, mostly because of the pandemic. The number of bankruptcies in 2020 and those expected this year likely will approach levels last seen during the worst quarter of the 2008-2009 financial crisis. So they looked at this pandemic and the stress and the emotions and the social conditions, and they said it's even more important to have this EQ to handle your emotions and other people's emotions. So bottom line is those with higher emotional intelligence are do better during these times, have higher social skills, are more motivated, which, as we know, equals success. And the reason it's so important, not only your own emotions, your motivation, understanding yourself, 
but other people's. I mean, the key here, what we've been talking about on Maximize Your Influence is perceiving their needs, reading their emotions, making good first impressions, influencing other people, building big business networks. They're all key things that entrepreneurs need to know. Bottom line, with those with high emotional intelligence tended to be more successful as business leaders and enjoy success at other jobs and careers, not just for entrepreneurs. And that's one of the reasons I do what I do, working with a lot of different companies who worked with entrepreneurs. They would teach them real estate. They teach them how to work on the internet. They would teach them how to run a business, basically getting people off the ground to become successful entrepreneurs. And it was interesting that half of the people were very successful and half the others were not. And they say, well, it didn't work. And it's like, well, we know it works. It didn't work for you. They'd give up too fast. But the bottom line is they didn't teach them the skills. These companies were just teaching just the basics, fill in the blanks, dot by dots, the logical side of the business, which I'm telling you is important. You need to know that. But they weren't teaching the emotional intelligence side. And that's where I really got the bug. I said, no, this is what people need to really understand persuasion, motivation, and influence, because that makes a key in their success. In fact, after I started teaching those seminars, it was like, why didn't we learn this first? And that's one of the reasons I'm very passionate about what we're talking about on this podcast. So there you go. And the secret is emotional intelligence can be learned. And that's one of the things we focus on to have those tools. So let's combine today the, we'll call it the Blinja, which is a combination, is it a blunder or a ninja, and listener email. Oh boy! Of course, I can be reached at Kurt, K-O-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. This is, I'm going to consider a Blinja. You got to decide, is this a big mistake, a blunder, or is this like, no, it worked. Hi, this is Marcy from Panama. Just graduated from your perfect persuasive presentations. Thank you. My close rate has gone up 22%. And listeners, I'll put more information on that if you haven't seen it. She says, I was visiting the United States and saw a logo on a truck that really offended me. And I wanted to get your thoughts. It's really been bothering me. Now, first of all, I'm a hardcore environmentalist. So I'm probably more sensitive than most. So I was driving on the back of this paint truck, the type of paint that you would use for homes. And the logo had a paint can pouring paint over the world. Now, I know the symbol was we're covering the world with this paint, but all I saw was death and destruction. So is that a subconscious trigger? And do all logos or symbols have the same impact? All right, Marcy, you know, you're probably out there, probably got offended than most. Some people will see that and not even notice it. Some people might even get offended more. But let's talk about these different symbols and these different meanings. Talked about it time and time again on the show that up to 95% of influence involves a subconscious trigger. You had a negative one. Now, these symbols, some people have positive feelings, some people have negative. Hopefully, most people have the same feelings, but you had a negative reaction to this symbol that the person at the company probably didn't even think of. Now, when you look through it in your eyes that all the streams and the earth is getting covered in this paint, see where you're coming from. They probably thought they were beautifying the world with this paint and making homes more beautiful. I mean, there's two meanings sometimes here. So there's no doubt we live in a symbolic world. And what's interesting is symbols bypass our thoughts and our logic, and they affect our perceptions and our behaviors. Let's take a look at gold, for example. 
One of the world's most precious metals. Gold is very symbolic of wealth and success. There's countless stories of searching for gold. But if you really stop to think about it, there are other precious metals that are a lot harder to find and are far more precious, but gold is the symbol we use. It denotes success and wealth. See, symbols can also help us understand and feel a message without actually having to undergo the experience. For example, a skull and crossbones. It's on the bottle. We don't have to drink what's in the bottle to know that it's poison, that it's going to be a fatal experience. What about that red stop sign? The automatic response, you stop. You don't even think about it sometimes. You see a police car on the highway, you automatically step on the brakes, but you're keeping the speeding limit. Those are symbols. So symbols, if you think about in the world, predate language. You can go to the caves and look at the drawings and see that a symbol could mean a lot of different things, could trigger a feeling. They're hardwired into our brains, and that's why it creates a trigger. Basically, a symbol is a visual image that we can see that gives us an idea or represents an idea or a feeling. All symbols have meanings. Think of these symbols. I'm going to go through a list. Pay attention to your feelings, memories, attitudes, and experiences, or even what you visualize in your mind. Crucifix. American flag. Swastika. Military uniform. Olympic symbol. Wedding dress. Christmas tree. An eagle. King of the birds, strength, majestic, flying. If you live in the United States, it's a national symbol. We could all interpret it differently, especially flags. That's a big source of conflict now anywhere in the world. How do you interpret the flag? What does it mean? It means different things to different people. That's why people can get so crazy, even for sporting flags, because they trigger instant feelings, good or bad. A mushroom cloud? A credit card. Studies do show a credit card on your website or even on your storefront increases sales. There's a symbol about the credit card. What about oil? Maybe some people will think, yes, it'll be warm in the winter. There'll be heat. It'll be comfortable. Others might go to polluting the earth, destroying the streams. Even this symbol, they've done a good job here of the Better Business Bureau. Now, a lot of people think they're a government entity. A lot of people think that uh, if it says it on the website and they have an A, it must be good. I'll let you decide. You do the research. Wolfgang Puck, the famous restaurant tours, has had some problems there. There's some interesting articles on that. Again, not a government entity. And these businesses are paying for memberships to belong to them and they're getting raided by the same company that's paying them. You get to decide. You do the research on the Better Business Bureau. But I will give them points as a ninja for their branding of the BBB. Because the knee-jerks, automatic credibility, government agency, you do the research. And that brings up our blinger for today. You look at this logo, probably a blunder, probably a mistake. But the ninja part, it's cemented into your brain. Now, I think the part is that it's probably cemented in a bad way, but a lot of times we remember things. We're not sure why we remember them. But if you are choosing a painting company and you just happen to remember them because they've been on your mind more, you don't remember the negative things, that could be a positive ninja. So when you're trying to mold attitudes, it's useful to know how symbols shape your audience. Make careful study and research of the symbols you want to use before you use them. When you use them the right way, they will influence your audience's feelings and behavior to your benefit. Marketing and advertising executives use symbols all the time. Think about McDonald's. Did you know the average child recognizes those arches before they're 20 months old? I mean, they're symbols of freedom, success, poverty. They vary by culture. They could vary by city. 
but you want to create the proper association with that symbol and your prospect. You might see the symbol of an owl to represent knowledge. And the five Olympic rings symbolizes the five parts of the world coming together to compete as one world. You see them in business with the branding, the positioning, the logos. This is nothing new. Even the ancient Romans and Egyptians and Chinese stamped their goods with the logo, a symbol to indicate who made it. They would put it on their bricks or their bags of produce or their pottery to brand themselves. The Mercedes symbol, the Apple symbol, now worth over a trillion dollars. Was it on purpose? I don't know, but the Apple is a symbol of knowledge and it awakens curiosity and creativity. Southwest Airlines uses a heart on their planes. They're all about love and service and taking care of their customers. You might see the symbol of chess for strategy, the light bulb, new ideas. When these symbols are around, it changes things. We are moved by these symbols. Again, we all interpret them a little bit differently, but think of the right symbol for you, your office, your website, your presentation. You see, persuasive people, leaders, communicate their passion and their purpose. And they use these symbols, metaphors, analogies to help convey their ideas. When I was doing research for laws of charisma, we've talked about this. When you use a metaphor, an analogy, a representation, a symbol, it makes things easier to understand, triggers emotions, which persuade people better than logic, and you're transferring your meaning to them. In fact, one study looked at charisma and 36 presidents in the United States, their inaugural addresses, and then they looked at their charisma level, and they found that charismatic presidents use twice as many metaphors as non-charismatic presidents. You see, these right symbols, these images, attract customers and attract prospects. Because these symbols trigger the subconscious mind, that caveman brain. It's a shortcut to a feeling. It's a shortcut to clarification and understanding. I can explain forever that the bottle has poison in it. You shouldn't drink it, but the skull and crossbones, that is all you need. So take a look at the symbols around you. Uniforms, and that includes the type of suits you wear. And of course, things have been changing in the workplace, but even when you're at home, what are you wearing? What are people seeing? The cars you drive, the shoes you wear, it's interesting. Some people perceive different symbols, male and female. Some people look at shoes. Some people look at watches. Some people look at teeth. Some people look how your office is set up. These are all different symbols. They're everywhere from weddings to religious symbols to funerals, all trigger different feelings. So what are some of those symbols that are more persuasive? We've talked about the credit card symbol. I think everybody's going to be a little bit different here, but some of the ones that are probably universal is when you can show people what other customers are doing. That's why when you walk into a bookstore, you see the bestseller list. So if you can see what other people are doing, that social validation, I call it one of the 12 laws of persuasion and maximum influence. Customers who bought this also bought top sellers, testimonials, boring credibility. Other people are doing it. You're getting left out. That is a symbol that could help you out. Another shortcut, your brand. Do you have a brand? Have you positioned yourself that you're the authority? Or do you need to borrow authority from somebody else? Do you need to link to a third-party site that gives you credibility? Or, like Apple or Mercedes, you've already built that brand. Use that name. Use that symbol. 
And another one we've talked about many times is when you use stories throughout these images, throughout these symbols, it's easier to remember. It puts people in a subconscious trance, makes them easier to persuade, and they can explain it to others better. You look at these branding, this positioning, there is a story behind it. That is what you are looking for. Even the symbol of your eyes. Dan Ariely talks a lot about the study with eyes. They looked at eyes and what they did to people. So here's something that's really interesting. This is the study. So there it was, an honesty box. And everyone's seen an honesty box has all the candy and the nuts, things that you want. And there's no vending machine there. You put the money in and it's easy to steal. You don't have to put the money in. No one's watching. But this time they put eyes above the box. Not just any eyes, but eyes that were watching you. Kind of like the evil eye glaring at you, <laughs> okay? And those eyes above the box reduce the amount of theft. In fact, I was doing a seminar at this hotel. And one of the things I like to do is just ask people what animal best describes your personality and why, just for fun to see what's going on. In this particular seminar, most of the people was like some kind of a cat, tiger, lion, house cat, cheetah. I'm like, this is crazy. This has never happened before. You usually get the people like, oh, I'm a donkey. I'm a snake. But these are all cats. I'm like, what's going on? And later on, when I was coming back from lunch, I noticed on the wall pictures on the way to the seminar room, just kind of sitting there under the radar we're all pictures of cats. So images matter. They trigger feelings. They can change beliefs. They can make people become easier to persuade. So I'm telling you, take a look at your clothes, your office. Messy offices have less credibility than clean offices. Your surroundings, the car you drive, your brochures, the images on your website. It matters. You change one or two of these things, you can see 10, 20% bump instantly by using the right image, the right symbol. Now, for most people, they're pretty universal, but there are some you have to be careful of. We talked about a few of those today. There are plenty of websites. In fact, one of the websites I'll link you to, Marcy sent me from Panama. She wanted me to know about the 40 common symbols and meanings and how to use those. I'll put this link in MaximizeYourInfluence.com. But Marcy, first of all, thanks for your email. Hopefully that's answering your question. You do get the gold access to InfluenceUniversity.com, which is your advanced influence training tools to take your life and your income to the next level. So let's take a look at these. Again, 40 common symbols and meanings and how to use them. We'll see. We'll go through it relatively fast. You can go there. They said ravens bad because they feed on corpses. Doves are good sign of peace. Butterflies, although I've seen some people get freaked out about butterflies. I guess it depends if they live in a big city or not. Signify transformation. We won't go through all of them. Al, intelligence and learning. The rose, it's associated with love. We all know about roses and Valentine's Day. Fire, can symbolize anger and punishment and destruction. Arrows represent direction and ambition. I think that depends which way the arrow goes and if they're left or right-handed person. If you haven't listened to that podcast about persuading left-handed and right-handed person, I'll put that link in there also. Flag, we've talked about that one. That one's all over the map. Colors, we've had podcasts on colors and what they trigger. The crescent moon symbolizes new beginnings. Stars are associated with magic, inspiration, and importance. The lion, the king of the jungle, symbol of strength. Swan, representation of grace, balance, and beauty. Spider, this one's interesting. Mystery and growth. I thought you just wanted to, to run or smash him. Phoenix, the magical bird. 
is known to emerge from its own ashes. Triangles associated with concepts of power and stability. The egg associated with new life and birth. Rabbits. Oh, yeah, warm and cuddly. And, of course, fertility. The sun represents life, power, and vision. The moon, which orbits the earth, represents time and eternity. Just some thoughts here. I'll put the link in there. Check that one out. We'll see. But this is real. A lot of times we don't think about what we show up, we drive up, and people will perceive these symbols. This is a real thing. So, Marcy, thanks for your email. Sounds like more like a blunder than a ninja, but a lot of times when people use these things, they stick in your mind. You're not sure why it could be a benefit. That's kind of the ninja side. But take something in your office, what you're wearing, what you're doing. Take a look at your symbols on your website, on your information, whatever it is. Fix it up. Test it up. Change it up. Try something new. See if you get a different response rate. This is another tool in your toolbox. Be aware of the symbols around you that attract and repel you, and you could be a better student of not only the symbols, but of influence. And the goal, of course, you can go out and persuade with power.